the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Pastor John Allworth. Christ didn't simply heal a paralyzed man. He transformed him, both physically and spiritually. Those who are saved understand the very physical and spiritual relationship they have with Jesus Christ. If you know this, want this for someone else or for yourself, keep listening. The Transformative Power of Christ with Pastor John Allworth starts now. Good evening, Houston. Boy, it is wet out there. I hope y'all are being careful. It is. Uh, I just drove over, and my goodness, it is, it is raining. We're going to have to start building an ark if it doesn't stop soon. So uh, let's, let's go into prayer. Uh, Father God, we just come to you today, and we ask that you keep everyone safe that's out there on the roads, and just have them take their time getting home, and and just relax a little bit, and be courteous to each other, and be act uh, like Christians out there, and and drive in a good way. Don't get upset about anything. Be have the peace of God be with them. Just be safe and get home to their families and safe and sound. And Father, we just uh, thank you for your grace and your forgiveness and your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, this is Pastor John Allworth, and I'm coming to you live. I come live every Monday and Wednesday uh, at 530 for the Transformative Power of Christ on Monday and for Recovery Radio Houston uh, on Wednesdays. Uh, I'm the senior pastor of New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. Uh, we're a new church plant that came into the middle of the city because we believe in that uh, there are people lost in the city, and it's not the easiest place to start a church, to be just perfectly candid. Um, but, you know, Jesus said in Luke nineteen ten, he said, the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. And we feel a passion about that. And one of the reasons we do is because my wife and I, you know, we went through some difficult times. Uh, we didn't always live for the Lord. And, in fact, I grew up in a home that wasn't particularly spiritual, I mean, Christmas and Easter was a good year for um, going to church when I was a kid, and I always believed in God, and I always believed in Jesus, but it was more like, you know, 911 prayers when I was really in trouble, and I can remember praying certain times, but I, I didn't really know the Lord. I didn't know the Bible that good. Now, I did have one thing in my advantage, and that is my great-grandmother, um, who I spent a lot of time with when I was a young child, uh, told me all about her Jesus, and that stuck with me. So I, I want to tell you, when you when you sow into someone's life, when you plant seeds, they don't always take place, uh, take root all, uh, immediately. Sometimes it takes quite a while, but God's going to keep working. You know, God will leave the 99 to chase after the one. He'll never stop coming after you. He really won't. He's so good. He's so loving. He's so wonderful. He's so magnificent. So that's what happened with me, and we went through some difficult times, but uh, then God called us out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. And, you know, life's not perfect. Jesus said we'll always have trials and tribulations, but he's a God of restoration. He's restored my marriage. He restored my career. He restored my health. Uh, he's just su such a good God. And so we feel an overwhelming passion to try to help other people to lead them to the Lord. 
because I, I really can't save anybody. I can't I can't uh, do anything. But but we know somebody that can, and his name is Jesus Christ. And we can do all things through Christ, though, who strengthens us if if we take the authority that that he gave us. And uh, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to be obedient. So we're a new church plan. If you want to get involved on the ground floor or something, you know, we've been having some powerful, powerful uh, church celebrations, worship services. We we meet at 6 p.m. on on Sundays. We wanted to give people an opportunity to come check us out that – you know, we had a lady join us for the first time last night. She works on Sunday morning, and so she was looking for a night church. We have another guy that's driving down from Livingston, Texas. He's just been at the last four services, which is a long way, but he wants a, he wanted to find a night church that, uh, you know, we're non-denominational, Bible-based, spirit-filled, and we call ourselves a recovery church because everybody's recovering from something. Anyway, he's, uh, you know, joined us and has become a powerful member of our our worship fellowship and uh you know we've got a great uh worship team you know we really we usher in the holy spirit i mean if you want to be uplifted that's come to our church if you want to be encouraged come to our church if you want to be loved on come to our church we believe in that the gospel is good news and it's a gospel of love and a gospel of peace and if you come in we're going to love on you encourage you you know we know everybody's first name uh we've got a good group and and it's we're really getting close to one another we've been meeting live again since uh March the 7th and we meet at 240 West 18th Street we would love for you to meet you you know you, you maybe you went to church that morning at your own church but you want to spend a little more time in the house of the lord you want to experience the power of the holy spirit uh, come join us, 240 West 18th Street. Um, we just love to get to know you and, and uh, worship the Lord together. Amen. So we're going to talk today about 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verses 17 through chapter 6, verse 2. And there are four important po- points that we want to make as we go through this that I hope will stick with you because they're really critical to what we feel like is our mission at New Covenant Church Greater Heights and what we feel like is the mission of every Christian that's been given. And that is one that that Paul writes to the church in Corinth. He writes that we are new creations in Christ. When we come to Christ Jesus, we are new creations in Christ. Now, that is such a critical concept. You see, because I made a lot of mistakes in my life when I wasn't living for the Lord. And, you know, but early in my Christian walk, I had mentors and and uh, pastors at, at my the church I still go to, the parent church, New Covenant Church, that told me, you know, that was the old John. You're a new creation in Christ. And and, and my work in the recovery field, I just love it because I, I see that God is still in the miracle business. And I see these new creations. We got somebody that's going to go into the open door mission that came to our church last night. It's going to go into the open door mission tomorrow. I mean, that's a miracle. God still, Jesus is working miracles in people's lives. And I'm just so, you know, just so thrilled about that to be just a small part of that is just such a wonderful thing. God's been so good to me. I just have an overwhelming desire to shout from the mountaintops to people. You don't have to live the way you are. There's a better way, and his name is Jesus. Okay, so one, we're new creations in Christ. That's critical to get past shame and guilt and whatever else you're feeling that's holding you down. The enemy's got you in bondage. Two, it's only by Christ going to the cross that we become reconciled to God. God is holy, and we need Christ going to the cross 
to take on the burden of our sins and there then after to be as we are new creations in Christ to be our mediators our our representation before God our counselor our our attorney I'm an attorney also so that that one resonates with me our attorney to God because we we can't go to God as sinful as we are, but we can because Christ took on the burden of our sin. So one, new creations in Christ. Two, reconciled to God. Three, Paul writes that we are Christ's ambassadors on earth. Wow, that's an important position. We're going to talk about that, a representative, an ambassador, Christ ambassadors. And then he ends this in chapter 6, or at least the part I want to talk about, about this wonderful letter to the Church of Corinth. And he calls us God's co-workers. And I just think that's so marvelous because, you know, in different stages in my life, I've I've aspired to – I've had heroes, you know, um, on, on earth. And many of us do that. And, you know, when I was a kid, my cousin played in the NFL, and so my aspiration was to, to be like him. And then as I got a little older, I got into politics. We've got the a political program that precedes us here, and – Politics is interesting, but, um, you know, and I had an opportunity as a young man to work in political campaigns, and I've got a picture where I'm just beaming. I actually had a hair back at this time, back in my uh, late 20s, and I'm shaking Ronald Reagan's hand. I mean, that was, that was, oh, he was, you know, he was my, he was my hero. But now I get to do something even better, and that's I get to work with the creator of the universe. We are God's co-workers. What an honor. You know, it took me a while to figure out my purpose in life, but I finally did. And it's so thrilling to be God's co-workers. What a wonderful thing. So we're going to read that that section of Scripture like I talked about in in just a minute. But I want to put it a little bit in context first. This is what we did last night at New Covenant Church Greater Heights. I... Two people have passed away recently that um, were very close to me. One was my 96-year-old cousin, and I had the honor of presiding over his funeral. And and I'm not going to get in too much detail because you guys don't know these people. But uh, you know, he was a he was quite a character, and and he he was he was in the Battle of Hacksaw Ridge if you've seen the movie, and he was on the aircraft carrier Missouri when the Japanese emperor signed the um, the surrender i mean you know he served his country he had a he was a you know a self-reliant man never asked anything buddy for anything but he'd give you the just like jesus says in the sermon on the mount he'd give you a shirt off his back and his coat your coat his coat too if you asked for it wonderful salt of the earth guy so that was an honor and he knew the lord which is the best part of all um and and he spent a lot of time with the lord um so and then there was a the wife of one of the elders at our church passed away unexpectedly after a short um, short illness, and she was just, you know, we say these things, and sometimes we mean them, but maybe we're being a little nice because somebody, she literally was uh, just an angel on earth, just a, a true child of God, just a loving, humble, wonderful person. And so this kind of puts this role that we have in context because, you know, a lot of pastors, my pastor's one of them, are really believe that. Um, we're seeing the end times. The world is 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 so crazy. Good has become bad, and bad has become good. 
and you know we've got pandemics and we've got climate change and we've got all these things that there are a lot of signs that the lord's about to come back now there's still and i'm not going to this isn't the purpose of this this message but there's still a lot of things that have to happen for that to happen of course the bible tells us no man knows the time or hour uh, when the lord's going to come back but a lot of people really believe they see the signs that that the lord's going to come back but i don't know when that's going to be i can't sit here and give you a prediction or tell you but what i do know is that for any one of us the time could be very short we never know i mean god made us as incredible self-healing organisms you know a single human cell is more complicated than a jet airplane i mean it is incredible these people that think that that this happened by accident i i that makes no sense to me. I mean, we are incredibly designed, and he made us marvelous, really, but but we're also kind of fragile. Things can happen to us. We can get sick. People are driving out there in this thunderstorm and can get hit by an 18-wheeler or a bus or or anything, and, and, you know, life can be over in a flash completely unexpectedly. And so that's one of the reasons we feel this overwhelming passion to go out into the middle of the city and to try to tell people you need Jesus Christ in your life. You need him. You need him to secure your eternal future. This life, it's really pretty short. Certainly when you compare it to eternity, it's very, very short. And so that's our mission at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, 240 West 18th Street. We meet at 6 p.m. On Sundays, we're a non-denominational, Bible-based, spirit-filled recovery church. Why a recovery church? Because everybody's recovering from something. It may be divorce. It may be uh, relationship issues. It may be anger. It may be road rage because you're driving right now and somebody just cut you off. It may be jealousy. It may be. It could be anything. Or it may be alcohol and drugs. Or it, it may be gambling. Or it may be pornography. Uh, the Bible is a book about recovery, and it gives us the lessons and the tools that we need to, to get over things. Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And we see that everywhere. The Bible tells us that the devil masquerades as an angel of light. We see that in our society. But Jesus said, but I have come so that they may have life and have life abundantly. Amen. So, you know, we want, Jesus wants people to have that abundant life. So I want to, so as we talk about our role as trying to be ambassadors to God, to bring people to be reconciled to God, to be new creations in Christ, to be God's co-workers. Why do we do that? Well, we do it because we see, as in Paul wrote in First Thessalonians chapter 4, he said, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as those who have no hope. And, you know, that's... That's really the distinction. I mean, I I don't understand people who, I don't know how they get through these things when they lose people if they don't have that hope, that promise that Jesus gave us, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that so that those who believe in him will not perish but will have eternal life. For God did not send him to condemn the world but rather to save the world. That is such a beautiful gift and a beautiful promise that I, I just don't know how people how people live not knowing that. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and we do, and we, there's so much evidence of that 
in the Bible and even in the secular world. Even so, God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Praise God. Therefore, comfort one another with those words. That is the comfort that we have as believers and that we, we, we have this fellowship of belief and understanding. And we know this in our heart of hearts because we have the Holy Spirit in our lives. And we know that Jesus said when he was talking with Martha and when he rose Lazarus from the dead, he said in, in John chapter 11, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. And then he asked the question, do you believe this? And I ask that question to you right now. Do you believe this? Because if you do, then you've got a completely different outlook on what we're here to do, what we're doing in this life, This, but a whisper, as the Bible says, this transitory stage that we're going through, and what we should be doing with our time. You know, speaking of time, I'm running out of it quicker than I thought. So let's get to the main part of the message, which is if we've turned now to Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. Hallelujah. The old is gone. The new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Now, do you see that? The ministry of reconciliation. In other words, people, if we're going to go out and make disciples of all nations, like the Bible tells us to do, like Jesus told his disciples, we have to understand what we're trying to do. And God is holy. He's holy. The Israelites could not look at him. They could not listen to him. He's holy. So it is only through Christ dying on the cross that we become reconciled with him, that our sins are forgiven. God, Jesus stands between us and God is a mediator. And so Jesus gave us this ministry of reconciliation. Adam was the first man. Jesus was the second. Adam was in natural. Jesus was spiritual that gave us. And then when he rose on the third day, he gave us the promise of eternal life, that spiritual life. So we have to understand all this is from God who reconciled himself, us to himself, through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. That's how much God loves us. I mean, it's not like some kind of trade. We don't do anything other than believe, confess our sins, have faith in Jesus, and repent. And so, he, and then our sins aren't counted against us because we've all fallen way short of the glory of God, way short. We need that reconciliation. We need Jesus going to the cross. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. And we are therefore, this is so powerful, we are therefore Christ ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. He must make his appeal. People need to see us as the light of the world, the salt of the earth. And they need to understand that, that, that what they see in us is through Christ. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We're to imitate. Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. 
We're to imitate Christ. We implore you on God's Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God so that you can have eternal life. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Then he continues in chapter 6. As God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. Wow. God's co-workers. Now that's cool. I want to be God's co-workers. And not only that, we are Christ's ambassadors. Now who is an ambassador? What is an ambassador? Well, an ambassador is somebody that has authority. I mean, an ambassador is somebody that speaks for somebody else, who acts as a promoter or a representative. And I'm I'm an attorney by trade before I became a pastor. Well, I'm still doing both, but in any event, that's neither here nor there. But I, I'm familiar with the term power of attorney. All right? So we have Christ's power of attorney as God co- co-worker, we have a, his authority to speak to other people and to go save them. If you knew that somebody was in a burning building and you could run in and get them out, would you do it? I think you probably would if you cared about them at all or you cared about people at all. If you clearly could get in there and thought you had a pretty good chance of bringing them out, not getting burned, well, you'd do it. Or if they were about to get hit by a bus, you'd push them out of the way. Well, this is more important. This is as important as that or more important because we're talking about eternity here. Jesus said, we referred to this earlier in chapter 28 of Matthew, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Then he told the disciples, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded to you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So we are... Christ ambassadors on earth to take this message of reconciliation, this ministry of reconciliation. You know, you may be saying, I really don't understand what my purpose is here in life. A lot of people are like that. They don't understand why they're even here. They get, they get, you know, disgruntled. They're not happy at work. They're not happy uh, with maybe their relationships with with other people. They're they're just they're bored. They're discontent. They're, they're, you've got a greater purpose. You've got to find your purpose, and your purpose is in helping other people and helping them to be reconciled to God by accepting Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That is an incredible purpose. That'll give you purpose. Uh, you know, there are so many ministries that we're involved in. We're going to have uh, John Hammond on on Wednesday, who's who's Hope for All in Jesus prison ministry. We're going to have Boyd Harrell prison ministry in two weeks from now. We've, we continually have Tommy Thompson, who runs the Open Door Mission, and other graduates of the Open Door Mission who are helping people, homeless people, become productive members of society, get off of the drugs, get off of, out of the addiction, get out of the bondage. That's what we're trying to do at our church. We've got our Break Every Chain ministry, which meets on Friday nights at 901 Wilson Road. Come worship with us, 240 West 18th Street. We've, we've got a powerful team. We meet at 6 p.m., 240 West 18th Street, right in the downtown Heights, 77008. We're a non-denominational, Bible-based recovery church, spirit-filled You know, we hope that you can come worship with us and feel the love of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. So, you know, Jesus said, I go before you to, in John chapter 14, my father's house has many rooms and I go before you to prepare a place and you know how to get there. 
Well, the way you get there is to be reconciled to God through accepting his son, Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior. And then by helping other people to find those rooms, by accepting Jesus. Man, it is our duty as children of the Most High God, as ambassadors of Christ, as God's co-workers, to accept that ministry of reconciliation and to help other people. And that's what we're about at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. You know, my cousin and and Francis, the lady I spoke about earlier, they're in a better place today. You know, we, we say, we'll dance on the streets of gold in heaven. I think, you know, Paul said things were inexpressible in heaven. I think things are going to be beyond that. This is the God who spun the universe. If you ever thought about the universe, the billions of galaxies and billions of stars, nothing's too big for our God. The place that we're going to go, Jesus said it to the thief on the cross. He said, today I'll see you, brother, in paradise. Well, we need to take people with us. And the time is short. Maybe because the Lord's coming back, or maybe because their time is short. Maybe because something's going to happen in their life, and it's going to be over. And if you can bring people with you as an ambassador of Christ, what a wonderful thing all of heaven will rejoice when their name is written in the book of life. Join us at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights, 240 West 18th Street. We meet at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We'll love you. We'll encourage you. We love you at New Covenant Church, Greater Heights. But more importantly, God loves you more than you can possibly imagine. Good night and amen.